fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. As if. You're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. It's a 30-something movie podcast. 1991 is our year this year. Mm. Um, year full of great, great movies. And uh, gentlemen, we're, we're like on the back half. We're on the back nine of 91. Yeah. Whoa. What's up with that? So that's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. That just happened. Um, uh, you, you can hear the, the uh, smooth jazz vocals of Patrick Canigallo there. That's right, man. That there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. And then of course we've got the 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 sweet, just dripping of honey uh sounds of Bo Warmbold. Hello. That's <laughs> I'm just saying, man, it is an image to think of all of you guys dripping of honey. Uh-huh. I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, the only time I'm gonna be dripping with honey is if someone has buried me up to my head in sand and is torturing me with fire ants. All right, there you go. I just have a feeling that that's you know. This is like this is like Star Trek Five. I've always known I'll die alone. I've always exactly. known I'll die by fire ant buried yeah. in quicksand with honey. Wow, so you, you guys took that to a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> like my. Mine was going to be, if you find me dripping with honey, it's because I somehow escaped to the south. I went to a Grandy's and I ate too many biscuits with honey. There this you is, go. This is outstanding. Boy, and I are like, man, there's going to be fire ants eating your body and die. And that's oh, awesome. I'm getting me some biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to a show that if you enjoy this brand of humor, you might enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, has anyone watched the, it's on TBS, the Miracle Workers series no an anthology series same cast every season similar cast at least but different storylines this year's the story this year's storyline is the oregon trail oh hence my reference to honey and fire ants i'll leave it it at that except to say it's enjoyable daniel radcliffe steve buscemi okay and a cast of other characters lorne michaels one of the executive producers so it has a there's a little shtick to it you know it's good stuff all right all right Oregon cool. Trail or Oregon Trail? Oregon. Okay. Because Oregon Trail is also a video game with zombies. Oh, dear. Yeah. I was unaware of this. Okay. You have died of dysentery, but you will return. Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they've had this is season three. The other two were, one was the Dark Ages, and the first season was, first season was priceless. Um, I already can't remember what the title was. It was like something heaven related almost. I'm trying to see if I can. Well, apparently whatever it was, it involved honey and fire ants. Good Lord. 
Well, that was no, that was recently on the Oregon Trail. You oh, know, okay. you gotta. Okay. No, I don't want season three. Okay, I'm a little worried. Why doesn't about... IMDb show me what it knows I want? I mean, really. I read my mind, IMDb. I, I can't. Right. There's no I in IMDb. Oh, there. It is. <laughs> I'm a little worried about first, you guys. Though. I think the first season was just called Miracle Workers. Okay. And then I mean, they I got... realized they had something, and so they made other ones. So season two was The Dark Ages. Okay. And now Oregon Trail. All right. Yeah, you you guys took that to a dark place. Are you are you guys okay? <laughs> Do you like you want to like blink once if you're if you need help or? Okay. I uh, I'm all good, man. Okay. All right. I'm just, I'm just checking. Fire you know, ants. You know you can you can always you guys can always call me if you need help with something. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. I just gotcha. Want to make sure everybody's okay. Speaking of everybody being okay, well, I don't care if everybody else is okay, but I'm okay because I just saw this in the news. Um, well, that sounded pretty callous. That wasn't very nice of me. Especially, considering all the things in the news right now. I know. Good lord. I know. Well, I. That's that's why I. Well, that's why I ignore that news and I read this news. Um, uh, well, there you go. Apparently, the Rocketeer is making a comeback on Disney Plus. Yes, I heard that as well. Uh-huh. I was wondering if you knew any more. Uh, so these, this is a story from Deadline, and the headline, the headline from Deadline is... Ah, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. See what you did there? Well played. The Rock of Who? Um, the headline Don't you read is, the papers? I, I've been working. That's not true. I've been homesick. Um, <laughs> the Rocketeer making a comeback on Disney Plus with David Oyelowo producing and circling to star. So the uh, they are talking about reviving it as part of a Disney Plus movie called The Return of the Rocketeer. Um, and uh, David Oyelowo, who was in Selma, uh, he's been in several other movies too. Um, I thought this was very interesting. They kind of talk a little bit about the original Joe Johnson movie. And they say The Return of the Rocketeer will have an all-new creative directive um, with the story focusing on a retired Tuskegee airman who takes up the Rocketeer mantle. Hmm. Cool. So... So that is that is exciting because they did uh, they did a Rocketeer cartoon for kids and it was okay but it, I mean, it was for like really little kids like to the point where my kids weren't even interested in it um, so I mean it was fun it was fun to see it but that was not when I heard Rocketeer stuff was coming back that's not what anybody was really hoping for so mm-hmm. I I am excited to see that there is actually a serious serious look at uh, you know. What uh, what's going to be happening here? Nice, cool. And I, I do like the idea of it being a Tuskegee Airman that finds it, and I think it's a, yeah. it's a nice twist to it. So, I am yes. looking forward to that. So that was that was some good news amidst all the other junky news. So, uh, well, the movie that we've got this time around is White Fang from 1991, the Ethan Hawke movie. Uh, with Jed the dog, I should mention that because Jed was a, also a very big actor. Um, uh, but very, very quickly, we do spoil, so we spoil freely. So you're, this is pretty much your only warning. Uh, we are part of the Scene Stealers podcast network, so get on board if you need somebody for your international uh, or wherever your convention may be. They are an international convention agent. Uh, they've got a huge top class roster of movie and TV stars to be booked for a Comic-Con event, whatever you're looking for. Head over to www.scenestealersglobal.com. You can also visit our website, 30podcast.com, where you can rate our show, leave a voicemail, find all of our past episodes, of which there are a plethora. 
Would you would you guys say we have a plethora? Would you say a plethora? <laughs> oh yeah, John, you have a plethora. Yeah, yeah. Pat, do you do you know what a plethora is? <laughs> I can't remember what the guy said. Is it true? <laughs> is it? I, once again, I do not have your superior intellect. Hefe. <laughs> yeah, hefe. Do you know what a plethora is? You do know what I, mean. I do not think you know what this word I do, means. I do not have your superior intellect, but it is possible that you are once again taking it out on me. Yeah. Um, we have a plethora of episodes. We do have a plethora. It's been confirmed. Uh, we have a certificate and it's signed. Um, and then you can also become a co-executive producer and join us on Patreon where there is a lot of bonus content for you to consume as well. Um, and we love to get to know people over there also. So that is mm-hmm. all the good stuff that we got going on here at the 30 something movie podcast. And we love it that you're here with us and we just, we hope you enjoy the shows and let us know if, uh, let us know if you want anything else. Yeah. You what else you need? Let you us want, know. You want fries with that? You want, uh, I don't know, whatever you want, yeah. whatever you want. You want it. You got it. There you go. It's turning into a musical episode already. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, White Fang, not a vampire movie. Could have been a vampire movie. Could have been a vampire movie. Should have been a vampire movie. Not really. I don't think it should have been. Okay. All right. I don't don't know that Jack London ever wrote a vampire movie. Yeah, but he he could. He he didn't write any movies, but um, not part of the Jack London repertoire. We'll just put it that way. That's right. All right. So this one is White Fang. It was released on the 18th of January, 1991, rated PG, with a runtime of one hour, 47 minutes, directed by Randall Kleiser, who also did Grease, uh, which I hear is the word. I don't know if you guys have heard that or not. Grease um, is the word. Uh, he also did Fly to the Navigator. Producer on this one was Mary Kay Powell. She did The Curious Case of Benjamin Button and Biloxi Blues. A lot of Bs there. Uh, writers for this one were Jeannie Rosenberg, Nick Thiel, and David Fallon. Rosenberg did The Journey of Natty Gann. Uh, the Howling, a uh, lot of lot of wolf themed stuff there for Rosenberg. Yeah. Um, Theo did Magnum PI and Burn Notice, and Fallon did The District and Ghost Whisperer. Cinematography done by Tony Pierce Roberts, who did A Room with a View and Howard's End. Editor was Lisa Day, who did Eddie Murphy Raw and Noises Off. Music was done by Basil Paladuras, who died in 2006, who also did Robocop, The Hunt for Red October, and Conan the Barbarian. Uh, but apparently, Basil Paladuras's uh, themes and, and music was ultimately replaced mostly with Hans Zimmer who came in even though Hans Zimmer does not show up in the credits um, so I guess you get a little bit of Basil a little bit of Hans and uh, budget for this one was 14 million box office 34.8 million Flicks, Flick Metrics gives it a 63% and Cinema Score did not have a Cinema Score for this one starring Jed the dog who died in 1995 he was in uh, he was White Fang uh, he was also in The Thing and The Journey of Natigan. Klaus Maria Brandauer played Alex. He was in Out of Africa and Mephisto. Ethan Hawke played Jack. He was in the Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight movies and Training Day. Uh, Seymour Cassell, who died in 2019, played Skunker. He was in Dick Tracy and Rushmore. Susan Hogan played Belinda. She was in Disturbing Behavior and Narrow Margin. James Remar, who played Beauty was in Battlestar Galactica and The Legend of Korra. Uh, Bill Mosley played Luke. He was in The Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. And Bart the Bear, who died in 2000, played the bear. Uh, He was in The Great Outdoors and Legends of the Fall. Um, Before I forget this, 
it was funny. We were watching this, and Nora had a question for me. She's like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Bart the Bear shows up as an actor. Heck yes. I'm like, yeah. I said, first of all, the dog's name is Jed the Dog, and he's an actor, and he gets paid. And Bart the Bear is a famous bear actor. And she's like, you're just making that up, aren't you? I'm like, no, I'm not making it up. So I had to pull up this whole website about Bart the Bear and how huh. uh, I think Bart ended up uh, Bart ended up dying of cancer, or whatever it was. But he was like a spokesperson for animal cancer and things like that. And and uh, and then I and then I mentioned I said, like, yeah. And actually, it says here like towards the end of his career, Bart the Bear was making ten thousand dollars a day as an actor. And she looked hmm. at, and she looked at me. She's like, hold on. So basically, what you're saying is. A bear makes more money than you do. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yes. 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 That's exactly what I'm saying. But the difference is he's dead and I'm not. <laughs> right. But anyway, yes. Uh, this adaptation of Jack London's Wilderness Tale focuses on young Jack Conroy, who's arrived in the Yukon to search for a gold mine when Jack encounters White Fang, a wolf dog hybrid, uh, who has been cruelly treated by his owner, Beauty Smith. He rescues the canine from the jaws of death during a fight with a fierce bulldog. Aided by his friend Alex Larson, Jack nurses White Fang back to health, and the animal becomes a close companion to the men. From Walt Disney Pictures. An innocent young man. Looking for somebody to take me to my father's claim. And a seasoned guide. You wouldn't last a day out here. What makes you the expert? Experience. Together, they will face the dangers of the wild. Watch out! Discover a fortune. It's just like we dreamed of. And forge a lasting friendship. Your father would be proud of you. Jack London's classic, White Fang, rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. All right, so sometimes our question that we start off with here is one word or phrase. How does this movie make you feel? Bo, how do you feel about this one? Hmm, that's a tough one. It's adventurous. Okay. Patrick, one word or phrase. How does this movie make you feel? Nature. I'm sorry, I don't know. I think I maybe failed the test. But no, that's fine. Both both a great one with adventure. For me, it yeah. was just nature. The only way you fail the test is if you say strategery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say a word and you respond. For example, if I say day, you say ah, wasted. <laughs> Man, provocateur. Woman, provocatrix. <laughs> Wait, we're doing James Bond now, right? Or is yeah. this? Am I in the wrong? No, it's that's fine. You can do that. If all you right. Want no, I would say, in all seriousness, Bo had, had a great one. Adventure. I'm going to say nature. Um, I'm going to say companionship. Hmm. I think, especially now having had a dog, I did not have a dog when I first watched this movie as a child, um, and now having had a dog, I really enjoy, and I enjoyed those scenes as a kid the scenes where he's trying to befriend White Fang once he rescues him um, and he's trying to, you know, feed him and get him to let him pet him and all, all that other stuff. Like, I really enjoyed watching those. Like, it just, it just, it, I feel like it's a movie that just makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a Disney movie with, you know, basically a boy and his dog. So that's what it's right. all about. But, 
Um, is this the first time you've seen this one? Have you seen this movie before? I have seen it before. Okay. I have As seen have it before. I, it has been years, though. Okay. I mean, years and years and years. I remember watching this several times as a kid, but it's it's probably been a good at least 25-ish years since I've seen it. I know we watched it a lot growing up, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's been a stretch. I had forgotten we had watched it with the kids. Uh, like, because I'm sitting here and I, I, I started watching it and I went upstairs and I caught Daniela. Daniela, what? When it's my turn to pick the movie night for family movie night, guess what I'm going to pick? What? It's a movie about a wolf. <gasps> really? What's it called? White Fang. Oh, I've seen it. We all watched it together, Dad. I love it. Great choice. Can't wait to see it again. And I'm like, oh, we, we did? Yep. Huh. So I don't totally don't remember watching that with the family. But that being said, yeah, I've, I saw it once and then maybe twice because we watched it with the family. Yeah. Well, and that was I pulled I pulled something similar to that. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna watch this on my own because I feel like just a just like a couple months ago, we already watched the new version of White Fang, the one that had Harrison Ford mm. and the CGI dog in it. So I'm not gonna make the kids watch another one again. And then I'm I'm sitting down and I'm starting to put it on, and then Sharon comes in and Nora comes in and they're like, oh, we'll watch this with you. I'm like, well, I wasn't gonna make you watch it because, you know, we we just watched the the newer version of it. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. No, the Harrison Ford one with the CGI dog, that was Call of the Wild. So, yep. like, still Jack London, but totally different story. And, yeah. Yeah, I was that that was what I was going to say. I'm like, oh, did, maybe that's what the one that they're all thinking about. Yeah. So we started watching this one. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, this is not called. If... All right. Yes. Yeah. The one we watched was Call of the Wild. This is White Fang. Different stories. Same author. Similar stories, but, is. You know. His name was Jack. Was the main was it Jack London? Was the main character? Was it uh, someone? Jack? No. What was what was his no. actual last name? Conroy. Jack Conroy. Okay. Was the character? But it was name. written by Jack. And and written the books are semi autobiographical. Is that I, right? I think to a degree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and and that's what I kind of jokingly wrote down because there's there's a few different things. You know, in this movie, you see that big dog in the crate at the beginning, um, the kind of almost like St. Bernard looking dog. And uh, the guy's like hitting the side of the crate and, and Jack tells him, you know, leave that dog alone. Well, that is supposed to be Buck from Call of the Wild. It's supposed to be the dog from Call of the Wild. And then mm-hmm. that same dog ends up fighting, you know, when they let him loose to, to fight White Fang the first time in the in the alleyway, you know, by the street. Um, mm-hmm. that is also supposed to be Buck from Call of the Wild. So so I, I jokingly wrote down that this is part of the JLCU, the Jack London Cinematic Universe. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, you know White Fang Civil War. Yeah. I think it's I think it's gonna be great. Call of the Wild Endgame. <laughs> yeah. Call once, of the Wild Endgame. Once That's once, funny. once the wolves collect all of the infinity stones, it'll it's, it's pretty much over at that that's point. That's right. That's yeah. right. It's done. So, yeah, no. So I, I always thought that was kind of fun finding out that that was, and I didn't, I didn't find that out until a little bit later in life. Didn't know that as a kid that that's supposed to be kind of tied into, um, you know, his other the, his the other Jack London story. verse, if you will. Right, the London verse. There we go. 
So are you? So let me ask. Let me ask it this way too. Are you a fan of Jack London style stories? You know, it's it's very much Call of the Wild, White Fang. It's very much that you know you're in the Yukon Territory, you're or Alaska. You're you know there's a lot of the the prospector, the uh, sled dogs, Northwest Territory kind of adventure. I mean, are are you a fan of these kind of stories? I I like it. I mean, it's just you see this pristine, natural, very still very frontier in some ways dangerous. Um, terrain, location. Um, yeah, I like those movies. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's easy to look back with the rose-colored glasses kind of terms of history. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's easy to fall into that trap of, oh, if I could have just been alive back then, even though, you know, they were struggling with all sorts of things that don't show up in the movie, you know, different diseases and yeah, all that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm, well, it's easy to look back and look at the nature and pristine wilderness and think of, wow, that's amazing. Oh, uh, uh, quote unquote, you know, maybe not true, but quote unquote, simpler time. Uh, it's easy mm. to kind of be enamored with that. The realistic side of me says, yeah, okay, you know, I mean, it wasn't all a Disney movie back then. So that kind of tempers it a little bit, but I am, I'm a fan of watching the movies, you know, definitely. What about you, Bo? You a fan of Jack London style stories? Yeah. I mean, I remember reading these books when I was a younger man um, and enjoying them. And I definitely enjoy seeing this and, um, well, I haven't seen the newest white fang with Harrison Ford. I, I intend to. I just haven't, uh, just haven't done it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. It was, um, it's very, what do I want to say? They did a really nice job with the CGI dog, mm -hmm. but there are several times where it's very clear it's a CGI dog. Mm, that's never good. So, I mean, the, the dog, because the dog has almost human facial expressions at times, like the way the dog reacts to things is not natural for a dog. Ah, uh, I see. So it's some of that, but it, I mean, it looks, it looks very good in terms of the CGI. It looks good, but right. there's just certain things they have the dog do that I'm like, yeah, okay. Like that, that takes me out of the, having this look like a realistic dog now. Like I understand why they did it, but. Yeah. yeah I'm going to say this movie really captured me because Almost the same effect that I got when we watched Quigley Down Under, where it's like, oh, my gosh, you're looking at real stuff. You're yeah. looking at real terrain, real horseback riding, real, not CGI, real boats, real, mm. real. And then combine that with, like, Turner and Hooch. You know, mm. you're getting the dogs to do real, real dogs doing real things as opposed to CGI. And I get where you have to use CGI, but sometimes it's nice to just have – animals doing their thing yeah. too yeah. right so but yeah the 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 real the real of this movie really made a big difference for me you know it was it was fun to watch 
Well, and I got to say, some of the some of the scenes in this movie, even though I hadn't seen it in over two decades, were very memorable and, and came back right away. That whole scene of going up the uh, what they call it the golden staircase. Yeah. Um, that I mean that I I just remember that and I remember <laughs> I think as we were watching it I think Nora said something along the lines of so what happens if you fall mm. um uh, well you out don't. of mouths of babes <laughs> like well but if you do and if you do um I kind of feel like the people are just going to push you off to the side and and you fall cuz yeah. every, everybody's kind of there for themselves so you know if, if you're going a little slower than you should, or I, I kind of imagine, you know, this is a Disney movie, so they're not going to be super cruel. But at the same time, I imagine in real life, if you were slowing down the line, you might have been, you know, might have been sent to the end of the line. Yes. So I remember that scene. The other one that was really memorable for me, and I cannot remember why I would have such a fear of this, because it's from a it's from a different movie, but it reminds me of it. Uh, when he goes, when he goes out on the ice, uh, when when Dutch slides out on the ice, which is hilarious. I mean, kind of yes. morbid, but hilarious when he's sliding on the ice and he's and it, Nora's first comment: "Oh, his dog died with him." <laughs> so you got the corpse that's sliding around on the ice, and uh, and uh, Jack goes out there to grab their ammo bag, um, and then falls through the ice because uh, you know for trying to grab some ammo he sacrificed sure footing which we've learned you should never do um and he falls through the ice and there's a movie it's not this one and i don't off the top of my head i can't think of what it is but as a kid it made me afraid of ever going out on any kind of like frozen water mm. because there's there's some movie where somebody falls through the ice and then as soon as they fall through the ice it freezes over them and they can't get out and I cannot remember what that is, but it's uh, yeah, like, it's funny because when he went in, I thought that was about to happen. Yeah, and then I was like, no, wrong movie. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what it is, but as a kid, I remember there being a movie where somebody fell through some ice and then it immediately froze over on top of them and they couldn't get back out again. Um, but that wasn't this one. He just was ridiculously cold. So yeah, and that that from the trailer that really stuck in my mind when he falls. And he goes through that ice and you see that upshot of him coming down through the hole and like yeah. falling down. I remember that, the trailer, it, that really was like, whoa. You know, I remember kind of getting thrown back in my seat on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So we take a little bit of time in this movie to actually get to the point where he meets White Fang, uh, where the two of them get introduced to each other. Um, and kind of from that point on, it's, you know, he he's we're, we're working on a kind of a boy and his dog kind of movie um and he has the opportunity kind of meets him first at the at the uh the settlement uh, i think where they're kind of helping him build is that where they're helping him build the boat yes yeah, yeah, or, that, they, or yeah. they were at least trading for supplies or, or whatever it might yes. be yes you know and that's where he um you know he first tries to to befriend him after he'd seen him as a as a puppy um across the river that one time but um, yeah. And, and then you get to the point, you get into the city, uh, for the scenes where they have the dog fighting and, and that's always, even before I owned a dog, like those type of scenes were always kind of rough to watch. Yeah. And I remember, I remember as a kid, like having a hard time watching those scenes where they did the dog fighting. Right. And I mean, their lives were really intertwined, right? Because supposedly White Fang's mother was shot by the guy when she was trying to lure the dog out. Right. So, right. 
it was almost, it was cool because it was kind of like uh, parallel stories. Yeah. You know, this is how Jack is making his way through his Alaska. This is how. Um, White Fang. White Fang, thank you, mm-hmm. is making no his way through life, you know, now that its mother has died. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that there's, I mean, necessarily, I don't know there's a whole lot more to say about the movie itself. I mean, it's it's a great movie. It's got beautiful scenery. Um, you know, it's, it's well shot. The the animal actors are great in this movie. Um, you know, Jed the dog and Bart the bear, uh, as well yeah. as some others. Gotta love Bart the bear. Yeah. Uh, the, the bald bear from uh, Great Outdoors. Yeah. As well. <laughs> As well as others. He's like the he's like the Sam Jackson of bears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't, know, I don't know how they filmed that, but that bear scene was scary. Have you read anything? Like how did they film that to where I mean, did they just have the bear chase the guy? I don't know. I think so. I mean he's Bart's Bart's pretty well trained, so <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they definitely found a beautiful place to f- film, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Now, one of the things, um, one of the things about this type of story, I think what interests me, and I asked, I asked you guys that question earlier about Jack London stuff. Um, I think what interests me about this is watching something or reading something that while it's very interesting and has a kind of a, a romantic, when I say romantic, not like, you know, lovey-dovey romantic, but like kind of a romantic feel to it that you think, wow, that, that would be amazing to just like go off the grid and like mm-hmm. be in nature and all that. Other stuff. But knowing that me as a person, like I'm never going to do that. Like I'll have to live vicariously through this story because there's no way I'm not ever building my own log cabin. I'm not doing any of that. That's, yeah. No, it's it's these uh, these these hands were not necessarily made to build log cabins, so um, that's probably not going to happen. But I remember, like, there's been several times where um, you know Sharon and I have picked up a uh, either a book or a, a video series. Um, and this one in particular made me think of it. I was trying to search it up real quick. Um, it was called One Man's Wilderness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever read this or, or seen this one or not. Um, guy's name was Richard Prenicky, and in the late sixties, um, he went, he just kind of took off, went to Alaska and built a home for himself in the wilderness. And he just decided to, you know, he just wanted to do something. And, uh, he had been like a really busy, you know, worked in, I don't know if he worked in business or whatever it was, but he said it was crazy busy and stressful and, he just escaped and he built the cabin. Um, it says here he was 51 years old when he built the cabin and he lived there for about 30 years. Mm. And there was a book, I think Sharon read, you know, cause it was his journals and his photography. Um, I think she read the book. There might've been a sequel to it that he did. Um, but there was also, I want to say a PBS series on it called one man's wilderness. You know, it, it, it's that kind of stuff. It's like I'm never gonna. Yeah. Be, you know, I'm I'm not a, I'm not Dennis Matuch. I'm not gonna go and live in the in the wilderness and build a cabin or you know anything like that. Um, which I do hope Dennis gets to do someday because I know he's, I know he wants to. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, you know that's that's not probably ever going to be something that I do. 
but it's really interesting to watch. Like I, I'm, I'm curious to see people who are good at those kind of things. You know, it, it is fun to watch somebody live off the land and be able to do this by themselves and and have that kind of independence. Yes, totally agree. Totally agree. Would you guys? This is this is semi related to one of our three questions, but it's different enough that I'll go ahead and ask it. Would you guys? Would, would you guys ever do that? Like, if you were if you were unattached, let's say, if you didn't have family. Is that anything that appeals to you? Would you go off yes. and live in the wilderness Bye. alone? And... See you later. Okay. <laughs> that or I'd be on the thing to Mars. Okay. You know. All right. Or or on the boat, right? Like Yeah. I could I could disappear. Okay. Now, do I got do I got the skills and stuff? Well, no, I I'm not like Jack right. in this movie. Right. I'd I'd have to learn the skills, but Yeah. And they came into town. So as long as I could come into town ever so often, oh, I'd yeah, be okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it sometimes depends on what you mean by live in the wilderness. Because, um, yeah, I could live in the wilderness of sorts, but, you know, you got to be able to get some supply, supplies yeah. once in a while. You got to, you know, and, and define wilderness for me. Like I have to admit plumbing. Mm-hmm. is a thing that I need. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing the outhouse business. Right. That's fine. Right. So, you know, so it kind of depends on the definition of wilderness, I think. Right. Fair enough, fair enough. I've, I've always told Sharon, if we need to escape somewhere, I, I could very happily do a nice little stone cabin in the middle of the <laughs> highlands somewhere in Scotland. And There it is. As long as it's got indoor plumbing and Wi-Fi, I'm pretty good. There yeah, it is. that's sort of what I'm saying. Indoor plumbing and Wi-Fi, I'm in. That's awesome. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to say about White Fang? Just as as a movie itself, it's it's a fun movie. Ethan Hawke is great in it. All the characters yeah. are great in it. You know, it's yeah. one of those it's one of those kind of uh, you know live action Disney movies. I mean, you, you know the type. It's a live action Disney right. movie. It's not you know, it's not one of theirs that they're probably going to be advertising you know left and right when they talk about the Disney catalog of movies. Um, you know, and it's it's kind of a it's along the same vein as some other similar stories to a a person befriending a an animal or a wolf or a dog or whatever. Um, Journey of Natty Gan, which I know some of the writers had also worked on, is a very similar story too, um, where a, a girl leaves from Chicago to go track down her dad, who I think is in Washington State, and befriends um, a wolf dog hybrid hmm. in that movie too and it's actually the same dog it's it's jed the uh jed the dog plays that same one uh, um that one's from 85 so it's a few years before this one all right i didn't realize jed was the dog in the thing so that was kind of cool too nice jed's famous actor jed's all over Man, the between jed and uh jed and the bear mm-hmm. you know. oh yeah I mean, basically, that's well, and that's when I told Nora, I was like, "Yeah, Bart the Bear, he's going to be in the credits. You just watch." And she's like, "All right, fine." So we're watching the credits. Of course, Jed the dog, I think, was one of the first ones in the credits. Um, and then the credits start rolling, and it's got all the human actors. And she's like, "I don't know, I don't see it yet, I don't see it yet." And then all of a sudden, it comes to the part in the credits, and it's it's a standalone credit for Bart the Bear as the nice. bear, 
<clears throat> and it's one of those that nice. we're Bart's got that standalone credit in his contract. It was it yeah, was a standalone no credit where as it scrolls up, it's for a moment when it's in the center of the screen, it's the only thing on the screen. And she's like, Wow, he got his own line. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah. I bet that's in his contract. Yeah. And I think her next You want Bart the Bear. I, I, I think her next thing was, Can I be a bear? Like, no. No. Well, this you is, could try, but it would be hard. This is not this is not Disney's brave. You cannot be a bear. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But no, a, a fun movie, a a can I can I use a cliched phrase and say a heartwarming movie? Sure. Okay. Agreed. I'll That's a that. very good way of putting it's, that. It's, I it's have Disney. to admit it had been long enough since I saw it and perhaps it's just my cynical nature, perhaps it's just movies of the time have me jaded. I was waiting for Alex to double cross him. Oh, okay. At one point, I don't know what movie my brain had decided I was watching, mm-hmm. but I was waiting for the double cross that didn't come. Mm-hmm. There it is. Well, it certainly wasn't the Disney version of it. Obviously. <laughs> you you were watching the uh, Sony Pictures version. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But no, it's it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Cute scenes with the little puppy. and Yeah. Good movie to watch with the kids. Definitely agreed. Yeah. All right, it's time for three questions. There it is. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right. Uh, Before I get into this, I think I'd mentioned briefly, um, maybe it was before we started recording, that when I first put this movie on... um, Sharon had walked into the room and she she didn't even look at the TV. She's just like, she kind of tilts her head to one side and she goes, Rocketeer composer? And I I was like, I didn't think so, but now that you say that, it sounds James Mm Horner-ish. And it did. And and it did sound James Horner-ish, and it was not James Horner. That it was (laughs) Basil Polidorus and Hans Zimmer. So um, before we do the three questions, I I was actually going to play that for a second. Let me see if I can get the opening opening credits here and do we know if this was Zimmer or Polydorus because everything I read said there's a little of both in there because both scores were fully recorded and yeah all sorts of weirdness yeah so I no, I don't know that we know that's that is so strange but they actually recorded both scores and It's when you That's get to, weird. I think it's when you get to this part. It sounded very, very much like James Horner. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because it was. We were watching it this weekend while I was homesick. And, uh, and I think she, I think Sharon was working in the other room and I think she kind of popped around the corner. She's like, Oh good. He's watching the Rocketeer. So he'll feel better. Mm -hmm. And then she came in the other room. She's like, 
Wait a minute, that's not the Rocketeer. Sounds the like who? Sounds like the Rocketeer. Rocka who? <laughs> All right, three questions. Question number one: Would you have gone to be a prospector in the gold rush? Would no. You, would you have? Would you have left behind family and the comforts of home to go try to strike it rich in the uh, Yukon territory? No, that looks hard, man. No, I'm I'm not quite a gambling man. Yeah. And I suppose they'd be the first to say, well, it's not a gamble. You just got to know what you're doing. But, but I just, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind moving out there, but I'd have to do something else. Yeah. Maybe, you know, office temp or something like that for a while until I get my legs under me. Sure. I don't remember what we were doing, but I was trying to explain how really unreckless I try to live uh, when when it was in the car with, I think, Sharon and Nora. And uh, I, I believe I made the comment and I, I said, avoiding danger is my middle name. <laughs> so, no, I would not have done this because I probably, you know what? I'm not even sure I would have made it to the Yukon. I probably would have died somewhere long ago. I, I, you know, I would be the reason that the Oregon Trail has the dysentery card. I see. So I don't think I'm even making it halfway there. Right. But, I mean, and that's the flip side. Again, I don't want to, I don't want to roast it because it is just a great movie and that's not the purpose of it. But that's being said, like, that's something that you don't see in this movie, right? Right. Tuberculosis, you know, right. dysentery. You, you see the Disney version of the harshness of traveling. Right. The, the Disney economy. version of dysentery? Yes. And, and you know Disney, what, to be honest? Disney, Disney Terry. That's just fine. You know what I'm saying? That's all good. Mm-hmm. Walt dysentery. That's, that's something totally different. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, question number two: what, who's your, What's your favorite dog in a movie? Dog? You gotta love Hooch from Turner and Hooch. Yes. Mm-hmm. We named the dog Indiana. There's, <laughs> yes. I, that's a really good one. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with an old favorite, and I'm gonna say Benji. Oh, there you go. I used to love the Benji movies. I was thinking maybe Shaggy Dog from those old made-for-TV yeah. movies. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm trying to think. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll represent Star Trek, Captain Archer's dog. There uh, you go. What was the beagle? Yeah, Porthos. Barnes? Barnes? Porthos. 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 That's a good dog. Yeah. Just don't accidentally beam it into space. Mm-hmm. Don't. No, that's bad. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I was trying to remember which Benji movie we watched over and over and over again. Might have just been the original. Yeah, we used to watch those all the time when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the original. I think it's the original 1974 Benji movie. Oh, yeah, those are... Great, great films. Yep. That was the one because he's like living, he's a stray who lives in like an abandoned house. Yep. I remember that one. We have, and we have a DVD set here somewhere in the house that has, I want to say, three or four of those. 
and I'm not sure we've watched them yet with the kids, but I would imagine they would love them. Or at least mm-hmm. my, my non-high school child would love them. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Yeah. He, he does like dogs. I'm just not sure Benji is probably his speed. Fair enough. So. All right. Uh, question number three. The Yukon is right next to Alaska. Have you ever eaten baked Alaska? I have not. No. no. Okay. Have you? Uh, I have not. It looks good. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't say that I have. I actually didn't think that. I don't even. I don't know that. I know. Well, let's do this. I don't think that baked Alaska is what I thought it was. I'm not sure I knew what I thought it was, but I didn't realize it was a dessert. Yeah, don't you remember the? I think it's the scene from. Isn't it the scene from? Uh, um. Scrooged? Is that a baked isn't Alaska? That, isn't that a baked Alaska? Maybe. Uh, hold on. Oh, maybe it is. No, no, sir. That's a baked Alaska. That's a, de- a des- That's a baked Alaska, sir. A oh, dessert. Man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, see, I should have known that. That's my reference to Baked Alaska. Okay. I I don't even know if what they're showing is a Baked Alaska. I just know that that's my reference to Baked Alaska. I've seen Scrooge a million times, so I should have known that. All right, I'm a terrible person. I wouldn't go that far. That might be a little harsh. Yeah. 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 Okay. There's a lot of meringue in it. I'm looking at Wikipedia now, Mm -hmm. which is probably why I've never had it. Okay. A, that's a lot of meringue. Not a fan of the meringue? Eh, it, in small doses, meringue's okay. Okay. But this thing, like, it, it looks like if it's done right, it seems like it's it's an ice cream cake and it's topped with meringue. So uh, this picture on Wikipedia is like meringue <laughs> on top of this thing. I'm like, yeesh. Like I'm, I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, if done right, no can defense. <laughs> And John and John can devour. <laughs> mm. Okay, all right. Now well, I'm hungry, but that's a whole other problem. Well, right, right. I mean, yeah. that's that's totally different. But it wouldn't be the thirty something movie podcast if we didn't bring up food at least once. It's mm. true. We need to talk about food. It's we are we are known mm. for that. We have to give Pat some ideas for his midnight snack. We do. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our three questions. That's going to do it for White Fang. So thank you all for joining us once again for this one. Uh, Great movie. Go check it out. Um, It is a fun movie. Rated PG. You can definitely watch it with the kiddos. Um, Just be aware, you know, there are some of the like the dog fighting scenes and things like that. So if you got younger kids, uh, maybe just check it out first before watching it with any younger kiddos, um, because that might be a little scary for them. But otherwise, awesome movie. Great Disney movie. Um, Ethan Hawke is great in it. And uh, everybody's great in this movie. Um, yeah. Don't forget to check out our sponsor and the rest of the shows in the Scene Stealers podcast network by heading over to scenestealersglobal.com. Our next episodes coming up in the month of September, our Patreon episode, if you're a Patreon member with us, uh, supporting us at any level on Patreon helps us out. Um, it's just one way to support the show of many 
Uh, but you also get bonus content. There are extra episodes that are there for you to be able to listen to. And uh, so the one we've got coming out for September is My Dinner with Andre, which is a movie that Pat and I both enjoyed. Uh, we got a chance mm-hmm. to talk about that one for a little bit. Uh, we did not have dinner while we talked about it, but it, it would have mm. been a nice idea. But um, sometimes I have... PTSD flashbacks to our first episode. <laughs> the the lost audio episode? Yes, the, the lost audio episode of episode crunch, one. Crunch, 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 mariachi band, mariachi band. Yep, yep. Crunch, 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 mariachi band. Yep. Kind of in that order. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, we, as Jeff would say, we digest. Um, <laughs> we also have coming up in September, Dead Again, Frankie and Johnny and Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Um, and then coming up in October, we got some good spooky stuff for you, if you like spooky stuff. Uh, our Patreon episode is Evil Dead from 1981. And then Woo-hoo. we have, uh, this, uh, that'll be a fun one. Um, I have, uh, I've been eyeballing. to visit my boomstick. Well, see, I, hmm. Um, okay there. Oh, see, we've lost Bo again. This is one of those times where where somebody just says something and we lose Bo for a good couple of minutes. All right. Yeah, well, that's what happens. Uh huh. Okay. Um, no, I, I was going to say that I have been uh, eyeballing the 4K versions of Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two on Amazon. So I I may have to go get those. My goodness, I didn't know they'd remastered those. Well, Evil Dead Two is at least 4K. I got to look again and see if Evil Dead the original is, or at the very least, it's just on Blu-ray. So, but I yeah. think Evil Dead Two on 4K is it it will be mine. Oh yes. Yeah, as I say, <laughs> that take oh, my yes. money now, please. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's yeah. that's gonna happen. Um, and then coming up the rest of October is The Silence of the Lambs. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, Sleeping with the Enemy, and The People Under the Stairs are going to finish off October for us. So we've got all kinds of good stuff coming up. So in the meantime, thank you, Bo, and thank you, Pat. Thank, thank you, John. John. All right, everybody. Um, go, um, I was going to say, go like join the gold rush, but that's not a thing anymore, so. Um, this, I, I will say the one thing I forgot to say earlier as well is this movie made me believe that I could pull dirt out of anywhere, run it through some kind of a colander and I'd find gold. Hmm. I don't, I don't know why. There you go. I think you should, uh, try that in the backyard for a couple of days and let us know. How I, it goes. I ruined a lot of my mom's kitchen utensils because of this movie. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, should have known better. I mean, I was like 16 at the time, so. That's how you learn, that's, man. That's not true. It wasn't 16. All right, everybody. No, it was yesterday. It was. It, <laughs> it was yes. I didn't want to go back to work. It was yesterday. I wanted to find gold. <laughs> All right. Oh man, that's funny. Everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. We'll see you back here next time.